Hello, this is Erin Weir. The journey to being a successful creative entrepreneur is filled with challenges, hard work, and occasional high points. You have the opportunity to minimize the challenges and hard work by learning from experts, mentors, and leaders that have traveled the same road before you. The Creative Genius Podcast celebrates you and your hard work and helps you shortcut the path to profit and renewed passion. Enjoy this episode with my co-host, Gail Dobie of Gail Dobie Coaching and Consulting. Taking risks can be scary. Life can be scary. And the only way to get to the other side of things as they are is to move past the fear and the belief that something better waits ahead. The rewards can be great. And as a bonus, you can acquire resilience and wisdom along the way. Our guest today is interior designer, Ginger Curtis, owner and principal designer at Urbanology Designs in North Richland Hills, Texas. Ginger is an award-winning interior designer, book author, Instagram influencer, and serial entrepreneur. She is an expert in modern luxury design and has a passion for all things beautiful. After surviving cancer, she began Urbanology Designs in 2015 to inspire and help others elevate their home's beauty, comfort, and function. Ginger is known for stunning and inspirational designs and her distinctive ability to connect with clients and bring their dreams into reality has led to multiple best of awards for design and customer service year after year. She's appeared on several TV and radio shows, podcasts, and featured in over 100 magazines and digital publications. Her new and highly acclaimed book, Beauty by Design, is available nationwide. She is a professional member of the BBB, Interior Design Society, and Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce. She resides in Keller with her husband, Eric, and their five beautiful children. Ginger, we are so excited to have you on our podcast today. And there are many reasons we're excited. And one of which is you've been a client of mine for less than a year and you are a rock star as a client. You are so coachable. Also, you have just come out with a brand new book. And by the time this airs, it will be available on Amazon, which we're so excited for you. And beyond that, I just think it is such a great feat. Having just done my own book, I understand how much work goes <laughs> into just developing the book and then promoting and doing all the book signings and all the things that you do. So I just think that's a great place to dive in. So let's talk a little bit about it. So just tell us about what got you started and what made you think about writing this book in the first place. This, thank you, Gail. First of all, thank you for having me. So this book was definitely a passion project. And it really, the foundation of the book really started with just my story and my journey and some suffering and some failure and hardships along the way. It's easy to look, um, look at the outside and see, you know, like what looks like maybe a success story. Right. But you know, that was hard fought. It's just that the book is, is not only beautiful design in this gorgeous coffee table book, but it's full of inspiration and the real truth behind fighting through some of the challenges that helped us get where we are today. Tell us a little bit about the challenges. What was it that really prompted this? And what was it? What are a couple of the things you've overcome that led you to talk about it in your book? I know there's quite a bit in there. It's very moving and very Mm -hmm. heartfelt. So share with us a little bit about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the biggest challenges is really, really how the the business was birthed out of a challenge. And it was my daughter and I had, had just both come from back to back um, cancer diagnosis is long treatments of chemotherapy. I went through chemo for 18 months and it was out of that season. And my hair was still growing back and I was still just kind of getting on my feet and it was, it was difficult. And it was coming out of that, that I really started thinking long and hard about what I really wanted to do. And the business was burst out of it and just a season of intentionality and, you know, uh, being still, which is really hard for me to do, but, but I had to just, <laughs> I had to sit still and I had to focus and think like, you know, Eric, my sweet husband was so, you know, kind to point out, he said, Ginger, you will just jump to the next thing. You were so eager. You were just, you have been on your back. You've been down and out for so long. Just be careful. And he gave me some really, you know, beautiful words of wisdom. And I took that to prayer and I took that to heart. And when this, when it was right, like, it was like, I felt like a coffee pot inside my chest, like bubbling and percolating. And it was just this sense that there was something new coming mm-hmm. and, and the firm was really launched, launched out of that. And it was just the, the seasons of hardship that I had faced and the lessons that I learned fighting for my daughter's lives and fighting for my own life that really gave me the preparation and some fortitude to actually run a company, which is so ironic. Like you wouldn't think that the two worlds were related, but there's some things and lessons that I learned that helped me still today. Mm, yeah. And it's not an easy thing to start a business, but much less when you have health issues and for your mm-hmm. daughter as well. So that is amazing. And congratulations on all of your successes. And I'm so excited because I get to work with you and you are like a little I don't know how to describe you. <laughs> you can well, be honest. I remember when um, Gail had, it was like a special Sunday VIP day or something for you. And she came back and she immediately had shared the the version of the book that wasn't quite ready for print, but you had shared with her. And she's like, she is a go-getter. You've got to read this. We've got to get her podcast. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, you know, to have somebody who comes into something that, you have nothing to lose, right? You, you already had the chance to lose everything, but you didn't. And you have how many kids? Five. Yeah. Five kids. And they're under the age of. Well, let's see. I have two teenage daughters, two in elementary school, and then my son is 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is so crazy. So you have five kids, you've gone through cancer, your daughter's Mm -hmm. gone through cancer. You've written a book, you started a business, you got remarried. You had all these things going on. And when I look at when you came to me, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, just overcoming all of that. And then now we're starting to work on what is your business going to look like in the future? And of course, my view is it's whatever you want it to be. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be. So let's talk a little bit about your vision. What are you, what's your vision for the future? Well, I feel like the, the, the future is bright and, and- And I say that meaning like, not that the storms won't come because I I know that life is, um, there's the practical side of life, like the hard things do happen. You know, um, I, I certainly, it's hard to imagine going through something as traumatizing as cancer diagnosis. But what I've learned is that if the rain is, it's going to rain and the the waves are going to pile up and things are going to get hard. But I feel like I have um, such a deep well of gratitude for the perspective that I've been given going through the hardships that I don't have to live in terror 
of the thing that might come or might happen, or it's scary thinking about a pipeline that feels a little, you know, or, um, or maybe something difficult is happening with, with one of the kids, or maybe there's an employee struggle, like life is life. It's going to happen. And I feel just, um, like I've got tools that are in my little tool belt that I hold really, really, you know, closely to me. And they, they have equipped me and they will equip me. And what's going to happen is that those tools will continue to get sharpened. Right. And, you know, I think my perspective is that the, the lessons of life, like the way that we look at that and what we take away, we have a choice in how we view the, the things, the, the hardships that come against us. And so going back to the future is bright because I, I have such a perspective that even though I know, you know, rainy days are coming and sunshine is coming and it's going to be a mix of all of the above. I don't have to live in constant fear or that nagging voice in my head that says, what if, and I am more excited and so incredibly grateful to, to, to be in the season that we're in to have worked so hard and to be, to be able to see the fruit of our labor and to look at what's ahead. And I think that it's really exciting. Mm. Well, going back to your book, something that I really appreciated um, as a mom, and you're also a business owner, a wife, all the things, all the hats that women can wear these days is um, you talk a lot about the word, your worthiness of beauty. And I thought that was such an inspiring way to start your book, because I think that a lot of times when we're wearing those different hats, it's hard to see the worthiness that we have in beauty or even just that beauty and nourishing ourselves so that we can keep our tanks full and, and really keep going and, and go towards these bigger visions that we have. So um, do you want to talk just a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. I think that it just, to your point, Erin, um, we don't slow down always really to think that, um, you know, what is worthiness and are we worthy of it? And what, what does that even look like? And to start to have that conversation with ourselves that we are worthy of beauty and investing in it from, from our, our homes and the way that we pull them together and to ourselves to taking time for self-care. And does that, what does that look like? Does that look like a walk in the morning or some quiet time or, you know, a, a trip to the foot spa? Like for me, that's kind of mandatory. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're worthy of investing into ourselves. And I'll tell you what, the impact that beauty and our environments have on our lives is absolutely profound. And to me, it's essential. And that's why I want to share this message that you are worthy of that. You need that. You were created and designed to receive that in a living environment that inspires your heart and your soul. It's such a great concept behind that. And I know you've done, you've done a lot of self-work and you've also, you, you continue to build and you continue to grow. And I'd love to know what your favorite book is that you've read re- recently. Well, I'm reading a few and I just, I constantly am hounding Gail constantly. Like, Gail, I need a recommendation. <laughs> just drive her nuts. She's so sweet to put up with me. So, um, and it is actually a recommendation uh, from Gail. It was a book called Rocket Fuel. And um, I have to contain myself when I start talking about it because it's, it, it, it fueled some things and ignited some things that um, have had immediate massive impact in my life and in my business. And Gail saw something in me and she, she knows my husband as well. And she saw something in Eric and it was this rare combination 
of personalities called a visionary and an integrator. And I just happen to be a visionary who's married to an integrator, which is this wild, like powerful combination. And, you know, I'm so grateful to, to Gail's perspective and her insight to be able to call that out and be something that I would have in a thousand years, like, I don't know that I would have saw that in myself and she saw it in me and it was such a gift. And now that, that I can see it, I'm able to speak to it, invest in it. And of course, Eric read rocket fuel, the book as well. And it's really been, um, life-changing mm-hmm. because Eric quit his job. He quit his job at his <laughs> oh corporate world. He's worked at with super cush benefits and health insurance and all the comfy, cozy things of life. And he walked away and we said, man, you know, you have got to do the things that scare you. Like success does not come without risk. And now we weigh and we calculate and we pray and we, we do all these things very, very carefully. But man, it's still not not scary. And so we, we've, we've made decisions and like that's how we've gotten where we are to today is mm-hmm. by continuing to, to do the things and push past uh, our comfort zone. You know, one thing um, that I'll share is something that I feel like I learned really on and that's no good thing will ever come out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And man, it's, it, it's real hard to get uncomfortable sometimes. Well, um, we're right there with you. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that all the time. I'm like, not feeling super comfortable. And Gail's like, you're growing. And I'm like, yeah. I remind myself of that every single day. <laughs> yeah, because we're growing our company too. And it just, it's one of those things. And Erin and I just were sharing this in our last podcast. And we just said that we can go backwards, but do we want to go backwards? Not a chance. So you have to look at that occasionally and say, okay, that's one option, but that's not the option for us. We want to go for the big stuff and you want to go for the big stuff. And I, I just see the potential for you. And I am so glad that Eric made that big leap. I know that was a big thing for him to leave that job that was so secure and safe and especially with five kids. But when you look at what your options are and what would happen if he just stayed where he was, you would never get as far as where you can go with the two of you. A hundred percent agree. And we're not guaranteed anything in making that move. You know, we're, we're not guaranteed success or, you know, all of these things, but I was willing, we were willing together to make that decision despite any sort of guarantee. Like, is there really any guarantees in life? You know, so we have to look at that. Like I, we were both willing to say like, outline like what's worst case scenario, right? Like, well, I don't know. There could be a lot of worst. (laughs) There could be a few ways that that could go. I don't even want to think about, but it's still worth it. And it is so valuable. And I'll tell you that the the most beautiful lessons that I have learned in life have not been a success. success. They have been forged in in a fight and sometimes in failure. And, you know, talking about that, that little tool belt that gets sharpened. Well, it was, Mm -hmm. it was sharpened in the struggle and the things that I can take away. So I'm able to look at the future and say, that's not necessarily certain, but I'm willing to go for it because even if I stumble, you know, uh, there is such valuable treasures and lessons to behold. I think I, I, back in the very beginning days, you guys, when I was just starting and I felt like a little toddler walking around in stilettos, right? That's how I felt as a new designer. I was wobbly and uncertain and insecure. I was terrified to take the next step, but I knew I had to. And I found this poster and actually a print and I blew it up to this giant poster size and I framed it and I put it by my bedside. And Eric was like, what is up with the poster by your bed? And the the poster said, 
oh, but what if I stumble? And then it said, oh, but my darling, what if you fly? And, you know, um, I said, I've got to be willing to take the chance to stumble in order to see if I can fly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And look at how far you've gotten. I, I just really have enjoyed the opportunity to work with you and just to see you grow. And I think that's a good question too, because for a lot of people, when they decide they're ready for coaching, I know you were just very deliberate about it. You wanted to get help and you went to one of, uh, one of our clients and it was, it was kind of a little bit of a twisting of arms. <laughs> so why don't you talk about that? Why did you decide you needed to get coaching? Well, I think really just in one phrase, it was to take the business to the next level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you can get, you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps with a little bit of hard work and a little bit of talent and some elbow grease, you know, and you can get yourself just to a level of success, which I think, you know, we did that. But to me, I knew we were capable of so much more, but I knew that we couldn't get there alone. I know some things, I don't know everything. So, you know, to me, um, I see, I see you and I see this, this relationship really as a partnership and who are the people who I need to partner with to help grow my business, to open my eyes to things that I cannot see, you know, where are my blind spots? I mean, just perfect example, like you, you saying, Ginger, you're visionary. You need to read this book. I mean, like light bulb, huge. And how many more nuggets of wisdom and truth are going to, you know, fall over me? Like so many. And um, I think it's, it's absolutely invaluable. And we've only just begun. <laughs> and that's the best part. Yeah. And you're in boardroom too. And of course, that boardroom is amazing. And you're one of those, you're inspiring everybody in the group because you're just going for it, <laughs> which is so cool. So, yeah, I, I just think that when somebody is as coachable as you are, it is so exciting for me because I want people that are willing to take the information and go do it, go execute because you'll get the results. You just have to go do it. And that takes a lot of trust. And I think that just from what you said and what you've said in your book is, is you have a huge amount of trust, even though you've had a lot of things that have been thrown at you. So um, how did you get there? How did, how did you get to the point of so much trust? Well, I think one of the things as a business owner, I had to learn early on and that I've come to really believe in as a foundational pillar is delegating. And I feel like when you learn how to delegate, you learn how to trust. You know, um, I think it's through that process of hand, handing over bits and pieces of my business that I held so tightly, you know, and saying like, I cannot do this on my own. I am trusting you with this. It's like when, when you and I met and, and I said, Gail, like, I don't have all the answers and I do have blind spots. I am trusting you. And I think I even said, Gail, if you tell me what to do, I will do it. You know, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Like I trust and you, have. you know, yeah. and, but the, the key to that though, being successful, you can't just delegate and trust to anybody. You have to build the right team. I had to choose the right Gail and Aaron. I have to choose the right people for the firm. I had to ra- marry the right man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I did. He's amazing. Um, so, you know, um, a, a lot of that is, you know, again, those, those foundations, like of the people that you bring into your inner circle, the team that you build out and the people that you trust. Well, and you've been very deliberate about all of those things. And what I do like though, and this is not common, what common sense is not common, right? <laughs> and so you have common sense and that is not 
usual for a lot of people. And I see a lot of people that come into the business of design and they they just don't have that. And so you have that and you are so smart and savvy about the way that you approach things. And so that I think has been one of the things I've enjoyed watching with you is just that you process and you go do, and then you test and you change and you do what needs to be done. And, um, and I think that is what takes people to that next level that you're talking about. Cause if you want to stay where you are, anybody can stay where they are. They're probably going to go backwards, but if you make that choice that you're going to say, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to figure it out and I'll find the right team and I'll find the right people. And then I'm going to go do all the work that it takes to get there. Then how can you not be successful? There's mm-hmm. no way that you, you have to be successful. You will be successful. You are. So tell me a little bit about your team and how you are continuing to grow your team and both as leaders and also in the growth of your business. Well, Erin, what you just said, I think is the key. And you said leaders, the word I, I love leadership. I love good leadership. That's why I love Gail so much. I love to be under healthy leadership. And I think sometimes it can be rare just because somebody's in charge or an owner or a manager that doesn't equate good leadership. And so it's something that I am personally always looking to develop in myself. I want to be an outstanding leader in everything that I do, because I feel like good leadership imparts something that's permanent, that's sustainable, that um, is productive. There's just amazing things. And then I don't want it to, to start and stop there. I want to teach my team to be good leaders as well. And that is something that we have really focused on with the, with the leadership team is how do we pour and sow into them? And I have conversations with my girls and I, and I tell them, I'm like, you guys are leaders. Do you know what that means? You know, it doesn't mean being in charge. It, it means sacrifice. It means setting a good example. It means always doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. It means caring for people tenderly. Like, and it's not always, it's not about just the bottom line. There's so much, there's a lot. It really is something that um, can be refined and taught with deliberation. And so it's something that I care about tremendously. And I see that in my team. I love that. So Ginger, coming back to the book, you know, books are top of mind for Gail and I right now. We've been in our own book promotion um, this year. And so I I would love to just kind of dig around that a little bit more. And um, what do you see when you were putting the book together, what that was going to do for your business and also for the message that you want to share with the world, the kind of the ripple effect that you're creating in the world. I think the, the book really definitely started as what is the message? What am I trying to do? What, what is it that I'm trying to impart? And it's really the story of encouragement to, to women, to moms, to entrepreneurs, the single girl. Like there's, I've been in so many um, areas of life and in different sides of the fence wearing multiple hats that I feel like my story can speak into, re, re, you can relate to so many elements and my heart is to encourage gosh we just sometimes we feel broken down or beaten or we're hurting or we're just going so many miles an hour we don't even know how to stop and so just a little bit of reflection that inspires some growth and thoughtfulness and then of course how does that translate into our environment into our home this place that's sacred the place where we cry tears and where we laugh 
and where we lay our heads down at night. And so I think that the book is just, it goes, it goes a little deep, which um, when you get to know me, I just, I cut to the chase. I, I'm a bottom line, like, let's link arms. I'm going to tell you my story, like ask me anything. And I really wanted the book to, to be that for, for other individuals, especially, um, especially women. And so that was really the banner over the book project. And then from there, running a design firm and the book having, you know, being about interiors and the home and the heart of the home, I think it's, it could be, you know, an incredible opportunity for urbanology to expand its reach. And that's something that we're very interested in doing. I would love to be able to work with people all over the country. We're, we're working with an, a client in LA. We're based in Dallas-Fort Worth. And I see the book sort of being the doorway that that opens that path a little bit faster than just us kind of on our own project by project getting there. That's that's the hope anyway. I think that's a good hope and, and very likely as well. So, and you're very aggressively marketing the book. And of course, it's just launching. By the time this plays, it will be on Amazon. It will be available. And I'm sure you'll be doing book signings everywhere. And we look forward to having you do that with us somewhere at some point. And of course, um, I think that for most people, they don't have the courage to write a book. And you laid it all out there. You were pretty raw and emotional in the things that you shared. And I think that that is relatable for people because they're going to say, I can, I am that person and I have gone through not uh, being divorced or I've gone through illness or I've gone through the challenges of starting a business. And it's so great to see somebody have that courage and, and step out there and talk about it because mm-hmm. we need that. We need that honesty from people to share those deep, dark, difficult moments and to have that positivity that you have. So great job on that. Yeah, I just really appreciate the fact that you were you throughout the whole book. And you also were just very caring. Like, I felt like you were just like scooping me in. And like, like you said, like locking arms, holding hands, and like we were walking down a path together. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really just like a very precious moment that I wasn't expecting as I went through it. I, I have this like insatiable need I wouldn't even say desire. I feel like it's a need to be authentic and to relate to people authentically because I so desperately want that from others. And so it sort of allows me to wear like everything on my sleeve. Like here it is, it's right here. This is good and bad. This is what you get, you know, and sort of just break away the facade of like the picture perfect life, you know? And I just, I want people to look at my life and say, oh, she didn't have a picture perfect life. Her life was hard and she didn't give up because I want the message of if you're having a hard time and you're struggling, don't give up. And I think that's something that really resonates and that will hopefully inspire and give a lot of people hope. I have a question and I think this one might be a little bit hard and you can have a second to think. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Who is your future self? 10 years from now, who is your future self? I, the the word that comes to mind is wisdom. Mm. I want to take the experiences of life and the things that I'll learn in the next 10 years. And I want to, I don't want to just be smart. I want to be wise. I want to use the information and the lessons and the things that I have learned to make decisions that are caring, that are generous, that are selfless, that are less frenzied. You know, the things that like I could get worked up about. I want to be a calmer collected, 
like let the storm come. And I'm just like resolute, you know, and I, I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be amazing? That's, that's something to really look for. And I'm working towards that. And, mm-hmm. and all the experiences that have gotten me here um, have the, the thick skin that helps us to not break down and, and creates this armor, this beautiful armor, right? Not this rusty, cringy, you know, bittered armor because, right. Because that can happen through the process of, of difficulty is, you know, um, bitterness is like drinking poison, expecting another person to die. And so we want the armor that is built through the challenges of life to fortify us and to be beautiful. Right. And, um, not this creaky old thing that needs oil. Um, I love analogies. <laughs> you're doing great. I love it. I can, I, I can literally see myself wearing this armor and it could either be rusty and it's squeaky and it's annoying and it's clunky and you get nowhere, or it could be this fierce garment, right? It could be an armor of diamonds and it shines and you, you've got a sword that you wield. That's what I see in 10 years. I see this resolute individual, um, who will not be swayed and deterred by those, those difficult waves of life. Mm -hmm. Well, I also love that you were very creative in terms of building urbanology and having a space and buying a building, which was quite an interesting journey, I might say. And I think it's so brilliant what you've done. So talk to us a little bit about the firehouse. Oh, I love how that came about. I love that story. I do. I love this story. It, it was, this was just really just a, just such an amazing project for us. And so, um, that we, I, there was an old abandoned fire station, probably a mile and a half, two miles from, from my house. And it's actually not far from where I grew up my entire life. As a little girl, I rode my bike past this old fire station and never noticed it. Right. It was kind of ugly. It was dilapidated. And then finally it just sat vacant for like 15 years and they used it for storage. Well, one day I'm, I'm driving and we had been actively looking for a commercial space for about two years, nothing. And I look over at that old dilapidated fire station. I thought, you know, that actually, if you think about it, has the coolest architectural, then before you know it, before I was down to the end of the road, I was on the phone with the economic developer of uh, the city. And I said, would you guys sell me that old fire station? And they said, maybe. And the, you know, the rest is history, except it needed a massive renovation. And we spent two years renovating the building and it was huge and it was more space than what I needed for the firm. And so I wanted to be really creative with how we use the space. So we turned the engine room where the fire trucks used to pull in into a full-time venue. So nights and weekends, weddings, parties, receptions, conferences, and it's stunning it's, it's 34 feet of glass at the front and the light just filters through. And then these soaring ceilings with white rafters, it's just, it's incredible place to work. It's incredible place to host an event. Um, and then in addition to that, we put the, I built a loft. So the firm didn't have to take up any footprint on the main floor, created use of space. And then the old firemen's rooms where they used to sleep I turn those into private um, executive suites for local entrepreneurs. So there's three different independent businesses that are operating um, out of out of that building. I love that, and I just you're just so smart about that because now it's also an income producer for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. That that was a that was a big important piece, especially early on when we when we first bought that building. Things were a little bit different than they are now. And I was counting on the, the revenue from events to pay the mortgage for the building. And 
you know, what, what is, what are the funds from the tenants going to do? And so it, it really helped us to make that decision uh, in confidence because we had put some plans into place. Now there was no guarantee those things were going to work. You know, I mean, look like we only had the venue running for one year before COVID hit. <laughs> Jeez. We didn't book a single event during COVID. Like, right. you know, and we had to hold on tight, you guys. And that was a, that was a roller coaster. But luckily, you know, the firm is robust and, and sustained us and everything. And so, um, you know, we're, we're good, but it, that was real hard. We were feeling that like a lot of other businesses were feeling the effects of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's such a great place. And um, is it, can you share your website so people can mm-hmm. look that up? Absolutely. It's um, Urban Firehouse. Ah. Firehouse. Yes. Um, and that's in, um, the mid cities area, basically Dallas, Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's got a a gorgeous patio and a big basalt garden in the back with oak trees and you can do indoor and outdoor events. It's, it's quite lovely. So nice. Well, tell us also the name of your book. So everyone can go and find that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's available on Amazon now for pre-order and it's called Beauty by Design mm. and uh, it's also available anywhere books are sold. Awesome. I love it. Well, finally, let's just stop and um, think about three things you would like to share with the listeners, things that you would like them to maybe apply from what you uh, shared with us today and maybe something they can get inspired about. Mm-hmm. I think I, I would go back to something we touched on and, and that's, you know, no good thing will come out of your comfort zone. And I think mm-hmm. there's a, probably a few people who need to hear that twice because it's, it's typically that first step that's the hardest. And so many people never take that first step. And mm-hmm. so somebody's listening today and they need to hear that. The second thing I would say is going back to, to you know, such the, the heart of the book. And that is you are worthy of beauty. You are worthy of not living in darkness or disorder or clutter or something that feels unintentional in your life. And we don't always look at it mm-hmm. from that perspective. And I think that that's a, an, an important nugget. Lastly, you know, also kind of going back to comfort zone, but something that I have to remind myself um, almost on a daily basis. And it's, it's when you're facing decisions that scare you, you're onto something good. And don't let those scary decisions and those scary things that you were facing deter you. Because again, going back to like the masses and the few and how many people stop at the doorstep of opportunity because of, of fear and they let that get caught up in their head and they, they don't, they look back and they thought, God, oh, that could have been my restaurant or wow, what if I had grown my business this way? And I would rather try and fail than to look back on my life with regret. Well, I love that. And you certainly have been an inspiration for me. And um, I know that Gail and I have loved going through your book. We've enjoyed the very short time that we've gotten to coach with you already. And can't wait to see you um, coming up soon at markets and um, at the boardroom retreats. And I certainly hope that we can uh, try to plan an event at your firehouse at some point in that Dallas Fort Worth area. I think that'd be great. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for doing this today. We'll be in touch with you about the Aspire event. I think it's coming up late June, right? Yeah, I'll follow up in writing so that you can just check your calendar against what's actually happening. But um, it's June 22nd, and I think it'll be around 1 Eastern for an hour. 
And Gail, I think that the format we're talking about is Gail talking and having more of an interview about the Creative Value Blueprint, which is what she's been speaking on this year, which is regards to her book. And then having more of um, a panel, probably like you and Cody, that's who we're hoping for, to answer some questions and talk about some of the breakthroughs that you've had in your experience with coaching with Gail and and some of the Creative Value Blueprint items that we've um, shared with you in your VIP experience. Yeah, hundred percent. As soon as you send that to me, I will take a look at my calendar and reply right away. Okay, great. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ginger, and tell Eric hi. We can't wait to see him. I will. Thank you guys for doing this. I know. I feel like I need to get to know this Eric. He sounds like quite the catch. He is. Eric <laughs> is. He he really is. I I, re- I yeah. You know, I came from a lot of devastation in my first marriage and a lot of brokenness and and like the redemption story of God giving me Eric is. Uh, it just, it just formed this deep, deep well of gratitude in my heart. You've inspired me that there's really good, great guys out there. Wow. Wow. Yes, there is hope, Erin. There for sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Keep your your standards high. Oh yes. And please help her. If you find somebody great, feel free to send us know. Okay. Thank you so much. I really am grateful to both of you and, um, and Gail always, you know, just, just what you're, what you've seen and see and call out and, I don't know. I'm just immensely, immensely, immensely grateful for your leadership and your wisdom and just even like opportunities like this. So thank you to both of you. Well, you have a good rest of your day and a great weekend. Likewise, ladies. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to get in touch with Ginger, please visit www.urbanologydesigns.com and follow Ginger on Instagram at Urbanology Designs. You can order your copy of Ginger's book, Beauty by Design on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Book, and BAM. Next week, interior designer Valerie Garrett, owner and principal designer of Valerie Garrett Interior Design in Atlanta, Georgia will be joining us. And be sure to save the date for our upcoming five-day financial challenge. Is taking place September 27th through October 1st at noon Eastern each day. You'll spend just one hour per day for five days to plan your future wealth and develop financial confidence that leads to bottom line results as a designer. If you're ready to take control of your finances and start earning enough that you can live the lifestyle of your dreams, registration opens September 17th. We can't wait to see you there. Mm-hmm.